It's good to be here this morning. Um, I love to come to the house of God. I love to be with the people of God. I was telling a brother the other day, <laughs> when I go around, um, fill in for different ministers, a lot of the... Uh, <laughs> Uh, a lot of the uh, deacons, whoever's doing it, says, you know, before I go up into the stand, he say, you know, feel right at home, brother. We're all, all family. I'm like, what? <laughs> that doesn't make me feel too good. <laughs> I don't know how encouraging that is, but I'm, I'm glad to be here this, this weekend. I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, don't take it lightly. When somebody asks me to feed the flock of God, I can't make you children. My job is to feed. I need to prepare a meal for your edification, for your benefit. The Lord's been good to me all my life. Um, you know, my boss, he's ex-military, and sometimes he'll send me an email, and at the top of the email, it'll say, you know, F-Y-S-A and B-L-U-F, and I'm like, what, are, what is going on? What is he trying to tell me, you know? And F-Y-S-A, for your situational awareness. So for your situational awareness this morning, my name is Brother Tim, and it's not McCool. Uh, I told Baker, uh, he said, we're going down to Brother Tim McCool's church? I said, yes, sir. He said, man, that name is awesome. That is so cool, man. That would be great. That would be cool. Uh, and my last name is Lawrence, and it's not Ronald. It is Tim. I have to read my Bible. I don't, you know, my dad's got... <laughs> He's got the gift that he can, he remembers, he remembers a lot that he's read. That's a, one of his gifts, and he's used it well. Amen. This year is his 50th year in the ministry. Um, been married to my mom 55 years, and uh, he's turning 75, and he's, he's still sharp as a tack. Um, but if you uh, pray to the Lord, will be with us for a few minutes this morning. I had a, several things on my mind coming into this weekend once Brother Tim uh, called me and told me that uh, providentially, I don't know, sometimes you need to, <laughs> you need to uh, console the spirits to see if these things are so. <laughs> so he called me. I accepted the invitation. We're here this weekend. It's been a wonderful weekend. We've been blessed to stay with the Moss family. They've treated us like royalty. Um, but the Lord... He's treating me like royalty all my life. Amen. Been good to me. We sing the song, Jesus, Thou Art the Sinner's Friend. If I start crying and weeping this morning, just, just go with me here. <laughs> if, I, if I was a preaching prophet, I'd be Jeremiah, the weeping prophet. Um, you know, thinking about how good the Lord's been and just, Jesus, Thou Art the Sinner's Friend. As such, I look to Thee. You know, we look to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. You know, my boss said B-L-U-F, you know, which means bottom line up front. The bottom line up front is that Jesus came down to earth. He paid for our sins, and he has got the job done. He was sent down to do a job, and he got the job done. That's what we believe in, the sovereign grace of God. We believe in the what? The finished work of Christ. That separates the primitive Baptist from a lot of other religions. There's something that must be done. There must be something that you've got to do. And let me tell you, <laughs> he got the job done. Amen. If you don't remember anything I said this morning, remember that. He got the job done. He paid for the sin debt. Right. 
He paid for something that you cannot pay. There's something that you could not do. You cannot remember him. He remembered you. I want you to remember that this morning. That's what I want to go with. Jesus, thou art the sinner's friend. Oh, Lord, remember me. Spend the, the, he says, in the fullness of thy love, oh, Lord, remember me. Remember thy pure word of grace. Remember her Calvary. Remembering all thy dying groans. Oh, Lord, remember me. He's not depending on you to remember. He remembered. Okay, that's our hope this morning, that he remembers. He's not based upon my fickle, fickle mind, you know, my shortcomings. I can't remember anything. I went to go get a glass of orange juice at the house this morning to bring back for Sister Molly. And then Misty Jane was playing the piano. And I went there to get her. I was like, come on, we got to go get ready. And we got back down to the house. And I'm like, I forgot the orange juice. <laughs> I mean, we got planners and we got things in our phone. I, the other day, I put something in my phone to re- remind myself, and I put 10 p.m. instead of 10 a.m., and the contractor's calling me, where are you at? And I'm like, oh, man, I put it in there. <laughs> I didn't remember to put the right date. That's just how a man is. <laughs> I hope you're not dependent on Brother Tim remembering you, but dependent on the Lord to remember his covenant with his people. It's an everlasting covenant. Turn with me to Genesis chapter 9. Verse 15. The Lord tells him, he says, and I will establish my covenant with you. It's not making it. It's coming. He says, I will. I will. I will establish my covenant with you. Neither shall all flesh be cut off anymore by the waters of the flood. Neither shall there anymore be a flood to destroy the earth. God said, this is the token of the covenant which I will make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations. He said, I, I make a covenant. I set my bow in the cloud. This is the token that he set before him that he will not destroy all flesh. They just saw the destruction of all the earth. Here the Lord's going to give him something to hope for. He's going to establish something with him that's an everlasting covenant. He says, I'm going to set the bow for you. When you look upon it, you, can, you know, he says, I will remember. I will remember my covenant. Not if you remember, I won't destroy it anymore. It wasn't that kind of covenant. This is a covenant made from God. And he's going to tell him it wasn't like the covenant back in the, uh, you know, of works back in the garden. This is a different kind of covenant. This wasn't based on, you know, Noah's uh, you know, his works and his servitude, not him remembering. He says, I will remember it. I want you to know, I want you to feel secure. What you just saw, you know, you're going to see no more. I'm not going to destroy the, destroy the earth anymore by flood. It's not going to happen. Why? Because I will remember it. I want you to do, and we look to Jesus, you know, remember me. He ain't forgot about you. He's omniscient. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere present, nowhere absent. He ain't, he ain't forgot about you. I forget stuff I do every day. I mean, I'm just forgetful. But thank God we believe in the finished work of Christ and he will remember his everlasting covenant. He says, and it shall come to pass when I, when I bring a cloud over the earth that the bow shall be seen in the cloud. You know, our, when we see the clouds of going through life and we suffer so many things and we just can't see the Lord. Seems like he's hiding his face from his children. But he said, he'll remember that covenant. The things that will never take us away out of the hand of the Lord. He won't remember, uh, forget his children. They're engraved in the palms of his hands. How can he forget his little children that he sent his son to die for you? He will not forget. 
He will not forget. He will remember you. That's why we can cry to him. Lord, remember me. Remember, we've got a lot to go through. They just saw a lot of destruction. They just saw, I mean, something they never seen before. He hadn't even seen rain, but he followed what the Lord had told him to do to build that ark. He says, when I bring a cloud over the earth, the bow shall be seen in the cloud, and I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you and every living creature, and the water shall no become a flood to destroy all flesh. The bow shall be seen in the cloud, and I will, I will look upon it. It's like the children of Israel when the, the Lord had been our Passover. He didn't say, when you saw the blood on the side post, and then I'll see, when I see the blood, I will pass over. When I see it, he's not dependent on us looking at him all the time. We, we get turned away. We, we forget. We need to remember the good that the Lord has been with us all the days of our life. Because he will remember, when we fall short, he doesn't. We're great at some things, but he's greater. That's what I'm telling you this morning. His memory is locked tight and barrel. My brother Graham, I tell you, he's, he's got a memory. He's, he's pretty locked tight too, but I'm not dependent on Graham to get me into heaven. I'm dependent on him to remember his covenant with me when I fall short. We all fall short. There was none to help. He looked down. There was none righteous. No, not one. He looked down. There was none to help. His arm's not too short and his ear's not too heavy to save. He won't be discouraged. And the boat shall be in the cloud and I will look upon it that I may remember. I may remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is upon the earth. God said unto Noah, this is the token of the covenant which I have established between me and all flesh that is upon the earth. You know, uh, David, you know, the apple of God's eye. You know, there's, when I think about the scriptures and the authenticity of it, and only God can be able to write something so magnificent. And I, you know, in 2 Samuel chapter 23, the last words of David, you know, David had the apple of God's eye. He had fought and won many battles over the Philistines. The Lord delivered him from the paw of the bear and the paw of the lion. Many great things that you could talk about, David, going up against Goliath. That wasn't, you know, a, everybody likes an underdog story. Yeah, it wasn't an underdog story. Only God could provide that, that stone. Why did he grab five? I don't know. I'm not going to sit up here and try to tell you why he put five in there. I can tell you one thing. He was no dummy. If the first one didn't hit, he was going to go with number two, number three, number four, number five. He was dependent on the Lord. But the Lord depends on us to do some things, you know. I, I tell you, he, he just wasn't no dummy. That's what all I got to say about it. You know, nobody else wanted to go up against Goliath. The little old shepherd boy, you know, he was smart and cunning. And he, you know, he was a fair countenance. You know, that giant didn't like that. In my, in my neck of the woods, we call that a pretty boy. <laughs> you know, if he's fair countenance. We, you know, I can just see the people of Israel fixing going to to, you know, to serve the Philistines. And they're like, David, this little shepherd's boy, <laughs> he's going to bring us, you know, I'm not serving them. I can just see it. I was like, we're doomed. My son says it a lot. He goes, I'm toast, Dad, I'm toast. And, you know, when they, the children of Israel saw the, the Egyptians coming after him, I'm like, there was no hope. You know, our hope is in the Lord Jesus Christ, the one who will remember us. We can go to him. He will remember his children. I didn't know what I was going to speak on. 
coming here and I saw down there in remembrance of me and then I found out we we're going to have a you know communion today I remember being down in the state of Florida at Little Union Church and we would have communion there wouldn't be a, a dry high in the crowd it's a special time we do it a couple of times a year so we will remember what the Lord has done for us that he laid down his life he's given us the opportunity to come to be at one another's feet so Lord Remember us today. Remember us as we come to worship him. You know, David did all these, these wonderful things, but David, you know, his house went right with the Lord. You know, if, when I was talking about the authenticity of the Bible and how only God could write such a thing, if men wrote this thing, they would never have put in there, you know, David and Bathsheba. If I was writing it about that apple of my eye, you know, my precious son, you know, as great as David was, I'd be like, Bathsheba, yep, we're going to leave that out. <laughs> Push that one to the side. I, I don't think they need to know about that. There's too many good things to write about. And then as he sends him out, out to battle for his death call, I mean, he executed pretty much. I, I'm not putting that in there. Like, David's too great. <laughs> but the Lord's greater. Amen. The Lord's greater. He said... Although my house be not so with God, yet he hath made with me an, what? an everlasting covenant, ordered in all things. It's sure. It's something we can grab and we can stand firm on. The everlasting covenant of God. Only God can do this. I want you to understand that. He won't forget. He will remember his everlasting covenant for every elect child of God. There ain't going to be one left out. He will remember every single one of them from, from Adam to the last era of promise that comes into the world. He will not forget. He ain't going to get up there and be like, well, I forgot about this one. No, he's greater than that. That may be our state. That may be our lot in life that we'll forget some things and we're going to forget them throughout. You know, we go through life and we try to work on our memory. I take some pills to try to help me with my memory. My mom may not like me telling the story if she listens to it, but <laughs> she's had the doctor and she, the doctor was going over her prescriptions and all the different pills she has. And the doctor's like, well, what is this? And she's like, I don't remember like that. And she and they started looking up and, she, and the doctor said, this for your memory. She goes, that's right. <laughs> she couldn't even remember why she was taken. <laughs> But David understood some stuff. He knew things weren't right in his life. He knew the Lord had protected him. He knew the Lord was with him all the days of his life. But he knew some things weren't right. But thank the God, he, he says, it wasn't right, but he has made with me an everlasting covenant. He will look upon the bow. He will look, you know, oh, I love it. I love to trust in the God who will not forget me. Amen. Lord, remember me in thy good pleasures. Although my house be not so with God, he has made with me an everlasting covenant, order in all things, and sure, as sure as it gets. If you want to preach a sure salvation, it's in our Lord Jesus Christ. It is both ordered and sure. It's all his desire, although he make it not to grow. You know, Isaiah writes about this everlasting covenant. And he talks about the flood. He says in Isaiah chapter 54, for the Lord hath called thee as a woman forsaken and grieving in spirit and a wife of youth. When thou was refused, saith I God, he said for a small moment, for a small moment. That's been my lot a lot of times in life for a small moment. I can't see the Lord through the clouds. I can't see it. It's like he's hiding his face. And I just look to myself. 
What have I done? Why, did I, why am I receiving this? You know, I, I, I do that a lot. He says, for a small moment have I forsaken thee, but with great mercies will I gather thee. In a little wrath have I hid my face from thee for a moment. David had suffered a lot of things with his children. He, he suffered it. His house wasn't right. In a little wrath I hid my face from thee for a moment, but with everlasting, what? Everlasting kindness. We need to be kind one to another, forgiving one another. There's only one Lord and Savior that's forgiving you that has an everlasting kindness. It lasts forever. What's that mean? It lasts forever. It's everlasting. It, what's everlasting life? That's life everlasting. If you've got it, you're a child of God. If you love the Lord and you love the brethren, you are a partaker of that wonderful blessing. But with everlasting kindness will I have mercy on thee, saith thy Lord, thy Redeemer, for this is the waters of Noah unto me. For as I have sworn that the waters of Noah should no more go over the earth, so have I sworn that I would not be wroth with thee nor rebuke thee. For the mountains shall depart and the hills be removed. All we hear is fear, fear, fear coming from our government and the news and everything else, how the global warming, all this has taken place. And what did he say in, uh, in Genesis? He's talking about as long as the earth remains, there'll be sea time and harvest. There'll be cold and heat, summer and winter. That's it. That's the bottom line. If you believe in the inspired word of God, it's right in there. Don't worry about what everybody else is saying. We, we have to trust and know that the Lord has put that in there for our benefit. He will remember his covenant. As long as the earth remains, there will be seed time and harvest. There'll be times of gathering. I look forward, so forward to coming down this weekend and have my children experience this wonderful time of fellowship. And it, the, the weather was beautiful. I got up this morning. It was just beautiful. I mean, I took a picture of the sun coming up over the hills and I, I have the promises of God. That, that's what's sure and steadfast is the very promises of God and hope of eternal life. The God that cannot lie promised before the world began. That's what he said to us in Titus. And I can hold firm to that. That's an everlasting covenant, both sure and steadfast. That's where I can hang my hat on. I'm not going to hang him upon my righteousness, but on his righteousness. My hope is in Jesus Christ and him alone. I want you to uh, look at what David says in the Psalms. Psalms 143. See, this is the part where I have to turn everywhere. So if you like doing that. It should bring a smile to your face. Psalmist David says in 143, hear my prayer. Basically, I want you to just put it in that word remember there. Throughout this uh, psalm, just want you to hear my prayer. Remember my prayer. Remember me. Remember me. Remember my prayer, O Lord. Give ear to my supplications and thy faithfulness. Answer me. And in thy righteousness. David ain't coming to him in my faithfulness and my righteousness. He says in thy. It's in thy righteousness. That's how we need to approach the throne of grace. In thy faithfulness, answer me. In thy righteousness. He knows, you know, we don't deserve anything other than hell itself. And enter into judgment and not enter into judgment with thy servant. I want to come to the throne of grace. He ain't coming to the throne of judgment. I don't want that. I don't want it. And David understands these things. It's his faithfulness. It's his righteousness. That we're <laughs> enter not into judgment with thy servant. For in thy sight shall no man living be justified. 
Paul says in Romans 3.20, therefore by the deeds of the law shall no flesh be justified. You know, it doesn't come by our works. It doesn't come by our righteousness. It comes by his righteousness. He set his face like a flint and went to the cross for the joy that was set before him. We're to look for something this morning. We're to look to the author and finisher of our faith. It's a God-given faith that you have this morning because he's the author of it. And he's the finisher of it. He will carry it to the end without the loss of one. He is the almighty. Let's look to him. Let's look to him in his faithfulness and his righteousness. Please don't have, have mercy upon me. We see that, say it all the time. Lord, remember me. Have mercy upon me. Like the, you know, he had the Pharisee and the, uh, at the t- temple and said, Lord, have mercy. You know, the Pharisee was like, I ain't like all of them. You know, I fast and tithe and all this other stuff. And I give to the poor. I, you know, I, he was crossing all his T's and dotting all his I's. Says, look at me, look at me. He should have been looking to Jesus. So look at me for what I've done. Now, let's look to him for his faithfulness. Let's look for him. He's the author and finisher of your faith and my faith. Therefore is my spirit overwhelmed within me. He goes in verse 3, he says, The enemy hath persecuted my soul and smitten my life down to the ground. He hath made me to dwell in darkness as those that have been long dead. He said, therefore... He's reverting back to what he just said. Therefore is my spirit overwhelmed within me. David, his spirit is overwhelmed. I don't know about you, but I, sometimes I, my spirit is just overwhelmed with what's going on in this world. We have come to a great place for our spirit to be revived this, this weekend. Yesterday, my spirit was revived. When we focused on the Lord and his faithfulness, we focused on something greater than us. There's something that's a lot greater than you and I. I hate to tell you that. I didn't drive all the way down from Nashville to give you the bad news, but there is something a lot greater than me and you. We've got him. He's got us. He will not forget you. He won't forget you. Therefore, is my spirit overwhelmed within me, my heart within me is desolate. His heart was desolate. It was dry. It was gone. I mean, that's where the stage he's at when he's writing the psalm. He says, I remember the days of old. He remembered how his people had been brought up out of the land of Egypt. He remembered the Paul the bear and the Paul the lion. He remembered the battles of the Philistines. He remembered the battle of Goliath. He remembered some things of old. You know, Jeremiah said, he, you know, he recalled to mind the Lord's mercies are new every day. You know, Jeremiah was going through the street. Well, what's going on around here? You know, doesn't anybody care? And that what you say, you know, to yourself sometimes like, doesn't anybody care what's going on? And Jeremiah was doing it and he looked around, but then he came to a point where he recalled some things. David's remembering some things of old. Well, that's what we need to do. We need to remember some things, how the Lord has been with us every day of our life to the point here in 2023, this morning, this day. Let's remember some things. You know, a lot of times you look at somebody, you're trying to encourage them and you're telling them, just forget about all that stuff. Move forward. Forget about that stuff. But when things are good, you know, that's the problem of man. He remembers all the bad stuff and he don't remember any of the good stuff. <laughs> you, just, you just seem to forget all those things. But when you remember, when you recall, oh boy, that frown turns upside down. That smile gets bigger. When you're looking at something, he has blessed you all the days of life. You can't tell me he had not blessed you and blessed me and blessed all of his children. And he will remember you. He will remember. We can come to that throne of grace. He will remember you. I love that song. 
I remember the days of old. I meditate on thy works. We need to do some meditating. We need to be some thinking. We need to go to our closet. That's a good place to meditate is go to our closet in prayer. Let's remember the days of old. Let's meditate on thy works, not on our works. Our works ain't getting us anywhere. I can tell you that right now. I meditate on all thy works and I muse on the works of thy hands. I saw the handiwork of God this morning. I saw the, the, the son, the son of righteousness, pop his head over the, and when we see the bow, you know, we're not going to see the bow until we see the sun pop his face out. You know, that it, it can be cloudy, it can be rainy, but until the sun pops out to magnify that bow, I'm telling you, I stretch forth my hands unto thee. My soul thirsteth after thee as a thirsty land. You know that Psalms 42 talks about that thirst. It says, as the heart panteth after the water brook, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God. I haven't always thirsted for God. You know, 20 years ago, it's the lowest point of my life. I'm talking low, 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 low. It was not good, not good. He's like, you, Brother Tim? Yes, me, Brother Tim. I was at a bad place. My soul didn't thirst after the water brooks. It didn't. I met Sister Molly, you know, for your situational awareness, Brother Lonnie's daughter. (laughs) (laughs) And over the year, those last 20 years, as my soul has started thirst for, for water brooks, things have been so good. You have to be in that state to understand how good the Lord's been to you and me. Remember me, oh Lord. Remember. Heart panteth for the water brooks, and panteth my soul after thee. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. We serve the true and living God. If we're not careful, we start to serve other things. The the devices we talked about, anything, idol worship. I mean, you go down the road and they got a big old statue of every Alabama fan's idol. You know, (laughs) I mean, that's just what we do. We just throw up statues everywhere. Somebody runs, you know, sets records. Let's throw up a statue. Let's worship this this thing. You know, I I know none of y'all worship (laughs) that statue, but that's just the way man is. They got to put up a statue to remember this this person. That's what they have to do to remember. They got to throw up a statue, not made, you know, by the living God. The water brooks have panted my soul after Thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? He says, My tears have been my meat day and night, while they continually say unto me, Where is my God? Verse four. When I remember these things. We need to remember some things. It's not us remembering the covenant. It's him remembering the covenant. When I think about the Lord, it brings me joy and peace. There's God looking to his son to get the job done. He looked to him. He went to the cross for the joy that was set before him. You're his joy this morning. Does that not bring you happiness? Does that not bring you joy and peace? You're his joy. You're his bride. We'll be home because he remembered you. He remembered you. When I remember these things, I pour out my soul unto thee, for I had gone with the multitude. I went with the voice of my joy and praise with the multitude that kept the holy day. 
I love coming to the house of God. It brings me joy. I've never left the house of God saying, boy, that was a waste of time. <laughs> Woo. You know, I was like, we just wasted a lot of money. We were supposed to give. You know, but you'll never come to the house of God with that feeling. You'll never leave here and say, what did I just do? There's a lot of things here in this life that I'm like, we just wasted a lot of money uh, doing that. Well, like, I'll never get that hour back. Uh, you know, whether it's entertainment, movies, or whatever, it takes our time and energy. You know, I've said it a lot of times. I mean, you probably everything you've done touches the gold. You know, down here in Alabama, you may wake up and sit on the front porch and drink your coffee and every day is just a mountaintop experience but that ain't that ain't been mine that's not been mine i thank god uh, there's a river the streams whereof shall make glad the city of god the holy place of the tabernacles of the most high god is our refuge and strength a very present help in trouble when i need him he's there he remembers me he remembers me I want you to know and understand this morning, it's not, you know, I know that you're well taught. And Peter says he wasn't going to be negligent in putting you in remembrance of some things. And I don't want you to, I don't want to be negligent in my days ahead to remind the people of God who is their Savior. Someone who will not forget you in times of need. He's a very present help in time of trouble. He told Noah that day. He says, I'll remember the covenant. I'm not worried about you. You know, what did he do as soon as he got off the boat? Planted some vineyards. Got drunk. I mean, there it is. There's another thing in the Bible that lets me know that great Noah, who had great faith to build something that he ain't never seen rain or water before. You know, and he, he told him to build this boat, this, you know, the ark. And by faith, he did it. By faith, they did it. Our faith gets cast down. Our faith comes up short sometimes. I don't want you to forget because he will not forget. He will remember his people. He will remember his covenant. He's a covenant-keeping God. Aren't you happy about that this morning? There's a lot of things that I've told my children, and I forgot about it, and they're like, Dad, you promised. I'm like, I didn't say I promised. I just said we'll do it. But to them, it's a promise. To them, it's a promise. They look to me to fulfill what I have said and done. I'm telling you, I hope you're not looking at Brother Tim, Brother Luke, and any other gospel minister to, to fulfill his duty and to keep his promise. There's only one promise keeper. You know, there's a big movement back there. There's only one promise keeper. That's our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. God promised eternal life before time ever began. And did he do it? Yes, he did. We, it's a sure and steadfast. It's his covenant that he made with Noah. So when I remember it, when I see the bow, you know, the bow is up. It's not, you know, normal bows with the, uh, you know, with the whatever. You know, it's facing down in judgment, but this bow is pointing up. Yeah. We're looking to look up. Wow. You know, we've heard it said many times, our outlook's only as good as our uplook. <laughs> I'm telling you, you have the right uplook. And you have that right view that we've seen here this week. And I know we have. I felt the presence of Almighty God. We can look to Him. He will remember us. He will remember you when you need him the most. I can't always be there for my kids. I can't always be there for you. I can't always fulfill every promise that I've said to you. Brother David Crawford, live an example. He can't do it. <laughs> He's supposed to be with us next March. I hope he 
figures it out, man. <laughs> you know, it, I'll finish out in uh, Mark chapter 6. talks about Jesus and his disciples on the water. He says, and when he, when he had sent them away, he departed into a mountain to pray. And when he was come, the ship was in the midst of the sea, and he alone on the land. And he saw them toiling and rowing. You know, the Lord said, come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come unto me. Come unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Come unto him. He will give you rest. The life is very toiling. Here they are toiling upon the waters like Noah was upon the waters. All this different stuff about, you know, the one who controls the, the wind and the waters is Jesus. Amen. He's the one that remembers his saints. He didn't forget about them when he went up to the mountain to pray. He knew where they were. He told them to go. He saw them toiling and rowing. And that's just life in general, toiling and rowing. Every day is a grind. Every day is a grind. We got to get up, put our pants on the same way, Toiling and rowing, for the wind was contrary to them. It was contrary. That's what life is. It's just contrary to the child of God. If you love the Lord, life's going to be contrary to you. But we have a throne of grace we can come to. Oh, Lord, remember me. Remember me. Remember me this week. Remember me in the days of head. Remember us. We're toiling and rowing. The wind's contrary to them. It's about the fourth watch of the night, but three or four in the morning. And walking up, Jesus come walking upon the sea and would have passed by them. He would have passed on by. But when they saw him walking upon the sea, they supposed it had been a spirit and cried out. For they all saw him. I'm telling you, they saw their Savior walking upon the water. The wind was, you know, I picture that. Was he on the top of the crest? Was he on the bottom? Where, how was he walking through the water? I'm telling you, God is walking on all your trials, whether you're at the mountaintop or he's the lily of the valley. He's there. He's walking on top of it. His enemies are his footstool. <laughs> he is one. We have victory in Christ Jesus. He walked upon the water. I don't even know whether he was down low, up high. I just know he was on top of the water walking on it. For they all saw him and were troubled, immediately talked with him and said unto them, as immediately, be a good cheer. We can be of good cheer this morning. Why? He says, be of good cheer. It is I. It's not me. It's not yourself. It is I. I've overcome the world. Be not, be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. I want you to remember the covenant keeping God this morning. Covenant keeping God that we can come to the throne of grace and beg for mercy. A very present help in time of trouble and need. Like I said, you may... Things just may be going willy-nilly for you. You may be, you know, rainbows and unicorns. Things may be just going hot, you know. Mountaintop experience every day, but that's just not mine. It really shouldn't be the child of God. If things are going that great, you need to check ourselves. Something ain't right. Something ain't right. Your light's not shining bright enough for other people to see something to come after you. He said, they hated me, they're going to hate you. You know, this ain't the prosperity gospel. Where, you know, the more you do, the more you give, the better you are, the better off things are. That's, that's heresy. It's, it's heresy. It's, it's not good. I want you to be of good cheer in the days ahead because he will remember you. It's him, not me. It's not Brother Tim, Luke, any other preacher. He's not going to, we won't remember. You know, we get towards the end of life and 
we're trying not to, you know, people start to lose their minds. He's not, he wasn't basing it on Noah. He's not basing it on you. He says, I'll remember. When I see the blood, I will pass it. Thank you.